Welcome to the Hospital Finance Podcast, your go-to source for information and insights that can help you stay ahead of the challenges impacting healthcare finance. And now, the host of the Hospital Finance Podcast, Michael Passanate. Hi, this is Mike Passanate, and welcome back to the Hospital Finance Podcast. It's no secret that health insurance has been in a state of turbulence for some time. As costs continue to rise and policy changes are debated, consumers are growing increasingly concerned over their own health coverage. A recent study by Bankrate.com delved into these concerns, and to help us break down those study results, I'm joined by Mark Hamrick, Washington Bureau Chief for Bankrate.com. Mark is a national award-winning business and financial news journalist who came to Bankrate after leading business news for broadcast at the Associated Press in Washington for nearly 20 years. Mark, welcome to the show. Great to be with you, Mike. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on. Uh, why don't we just uh, start right off? Tell us a little bit about the survey, what you were trying to find out, and and who you surveyed. Sure. And you know, first of all, uh, we hope that everybody's familiar with Bankrate.com, but uh, we're also somewhat humble to realize uh, there, there's always another person uh, can, that can learn about the work we do. So we're a free website, and we provide uh, basic financial information that uh, began with rate surveys that go across sort of the interest rate uh, universe and. And uh, we mean to help people uh, connect with their uh, financial goals and uh, provide trusted advice. So uh, in that uh, iteration, we're always interested in the financial well-being of Americans. And then we, of course, pivot to the broader idea of well-being. And we talk about health care, which I know is near and dear uh, to your world there, Mike. And, of course, as we know, uh, health care accounts for a huge portion of the U.S. economy. It takes a big bite out of the budgets of both businesses and individuals, and I guess we should put government in there as well. And so according to uh, the federal government, U.S. health care spending uh, grew uh, more than 4% in the latest year uh, that they were measuring, which was 2016, and uh, top $3 trillion, that breaks down to more than $10,000 per person, and as a share of the total output of our nation's uh, goods and services, better known as GDP, health spending accounted for nearly 18% of that. So that's somewhere between one-fifth and one-sixth of the total U.S. economy. And so uh, we uh, survey uh, people on a regular basis about essentially how they're doing financially. And so to the extent that healthcare does play such an important role in our economy and our personal finances, uh, we wanted to find out um, how people are faring with all this. And so uh, we partner with a major polling company called GFK Custom Research. Uh, we, for the purposes of this survey, interviewed uh, people uh, 18 years and older, and the survey was conducted uh, in uh, late July of 2018. Great. Thanks for that setup, Mark. Um, so let's, let's dive right into the survey results because I think you found some very interesting things. Um, first, the survey showed that um, clearly people felt insecure about their health care and the associated costs, and in fact, it showed that 22% of the respondents said that they or someone in their home went without necessary medical attention because they were concerned with the cost. Uh, but there is more to that story. Can you break that down for us? Yeah, absolutely. We got spread, uh, spreadsheets of plenty uh, when it comes to polling data. So uh, our survey finds, for example, that 25% uh, of women said they individually or a family member living in their household 
had avoided uh, seeking medical care over the previous year, even though they needed medical attention. Uh, the reason they feared it would cost too much. And when we posed that question to men, Mike, the answer was a little lower, 18%. And when we looked at age groups uh, in this data, uh, those people that skipped seeing a doctor when they probably should have, the answer was highest, interestingly enough, among those aged 30 to 49. That was nearly 30% who didn't uh, seek that visit, so nearly one in three. It falls to 10% for older Americans, those aged 65 plus. Again, 10% of 65 plus who didn't seek that medical care. Now, incomes, generally those making less money were more likely to avoid care, as you might expect. Nearly 28% said they had skipped seeking attention in the group between uh, making thirty dollars and $50,000 a year. The number was 19% under 30000 18% for those 75 plus. So, you know, it's interesting to me that there are plenty of people avoiding care because of uh, this perception of a cost issue. Certainly is. And of course, uh, as we know, consumers are shouldering uh, a greater share of the financial burden for their health care, maybe, maybe direct costs, maybe um, through their employer plan. Can you talk to us about that? Sure. And of course, you know, part of that, uh, you know, raises the issue of who has coverage at all. Turns out some 93% of women, 88% of men have health insurance. So that makes it even more surprising, perhaps, that women are feeling so much worse about uh, their health care situations, although simply having health insurance doesn't solve everything the data suggests. And so uh, in terms of the responsibility of paying, 51% of the survey respondents said they're getting their health care by virtue of their uh, employer, obviously employer-provided coverage. Uh, some 9% are paying for it on their own. And we break that down among the genders, between the genders, 11% for men paying for it on their own, nearly 7% of women. Uh, pretty steady, by the way, among income levels and age groups when we looked at that question. Uh, nearly a third of the respondents said they're getting their coverage through Medicare or Medicaid. 8% uh, said they didn't have coverage. Uh, again, looking at gender, 11% of men didn't have coverage, 6% of women, uh, blacks and Hispanics are more likely to have no coverage than whites. No coverage, by the way, highest among younger people, 17.5% for those aged 18 to 29 had no coverage, and that's compared to 4%, those aged 50 to 64, basically baby boomers, 1.4%, uh, quite low, uh, no coverage for those 65 and older. And of course, um, as we just talked about, people have a worry over their their current medical costs or potential medical costs, but they're also thinking about the potential that maybe they won't have that health insurance uh, available to them in the future. Isn't that right? That's right, Mike. So I think it is interesting how broadly shared uh, these concerns are. Another reason we're uh, pleased in retrospect that we conducted the survey asking these questions, although maybe the, some of the surveys are quite, or rather the, res the responses are quite sobering in many instances. Uh, the majority of in individuals responding, some 54%, were either very worried or somewhat worried that they might not have coverage in the future. So again, the majority of those responding were worried about this. On the other side of the equation, uh, just to show the balance, if you will, some 45.5% were not worried, meaning they were not too worried or not at all worried. Uh, I'm calling them the what me worry group. Uh, more prevalent among the young, meaning 48% of those aged 18 to 29. Obviously, uh, you would um, 
obviously presume that the younger individuals would tend to have fewer health problems. And then seniors, some 62% of those age 65 and percent, not worried there. Yeah, some interesting results there. I suppose um, the uh, younger immortality uh, (laughs) idea might fall into that too, huh? Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, I think I used to have that. I'm not so much anymore. <laughs> um, so let's let's talk about the differences as we're getting into that. Let's talk about the differences in perception um, or, or worry uh, about healthcare coverage uh, across generations and gender. You touched on that a little bit, but let's let's dig into yeah. that some more. Yeah, absolutely. So seven, rather, fifty-seven percent of women, fifty-one percent of men, and again, that's obviously the majority are either very or somewhat worried that they might not have affordable health insurance in the future. And those numbers include 21% of women who say they're very worried versus 14% of men. Uh, What about age groups on the concern about their coverage in the future? Well, younger baby boomers, and that's those age 54 to 63, most concerned they might not have affordable health insurance in the future. And then we looked at uh, boomers uh, as well on the question, and they said that 67% were either very or somewhat worried members of Generation X, and, you know, I always need to be reminded which one's which in terms of age groups on this, members of Generation X aged 38 to 53 mostly concerned. Uh, That number is 59%. So taking a higher, broader view of this, turns out a majority of Americans across all age categories are worried. That is from 18 to 64. It drops at age 65 plus where it falls to 38%. Uh, still a sizable number, though, obviously more than a third. So I'd say that this is a pretty universal concern among uh, many categories. Yeah, it certainly sounds like it. And, and you know, given given the, the changes that have taken place, I, I suppose one would think that you, you would think there would be coverage um, going into the future with things like the ACA available. Um, but it seems like there's still some uncertainty there, which is which is pretty interesting. Well, the other part, Mike, is what uh, what faith do you have, for example, in the system, right? And so if you think about, uh, I mean, I, you know, I'm in my uh, 50s now. Uh, we think about how the landscape has changed over the course of generations where essentially growing up, you know, we mostly, in other words, you know, many decades ago, we didn't even really give much thought to health care coverage in the United States. It was a given. Uh, you could go to a public hospital if you needed care, and uh, and there wasn't much price to be paid, so to speak, for all that. But, you know, given the changing landscape uh, on healthcare policy in recent years and what we touched about at the outset, about the rising costs sort of outpacing uh, the growth of inflation more broadly, um, I think that the shifting sands can be as much a, a, a source of concern as anything else. And obviously when we know that, let's just say, we'll try to put this as gently as possible, and when we think about the political landscape in Washington being, shall we say, dynamic, meaning uh, you know, seeming to be rapidly changing over the course of just a decade's time, um, you can understand why people don't have a high degree of confidence that um, someone will be there to make make sure that their backs are covered, so to speak. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, Mark Bankrate offered a few suggestions. Uh, along with the survey results to help consumers prepare for health-related events and costs. Can you share those with us? 
Yes, and you know, as I said at the outset, Mike, this really gets to where it matters, I think, for our audience, and that is trying to help them. And so, you know, if you search using, uh, you know, good old reliable Google, or just go to Bankrate.com and and uh, search for uh, essentially healthcare um, savings hints, we have plenty of that content, including the story uh, about this poll. Uh, but in terms of uh, specific um, ideas as well as some broader ones, you know, I, I wrote an unrelated piece for LinkedIn in recent days where I tried to remind people that they always need to be mindful of being a smart consumer, particularly when they're immersed in, in the healthcare settings. It might be one of the clinics now available in drugstores where basically we need to get our immunizations. That's sort of been outsourced to the likes of CVS, Walgreens, and the likes. Uh, or urgent care, a doctor's office, of course, when undergoing care in more serious settings like a hospital or emergency room, that's when the dollar signs start really piling up. Uh, so, you know, key questions you should either answer yourself or pose to others. Uh, make sure your providers are in network. Ask about that or do the search on the website of your uh, provider to make sure they are. Um, and then this, there's another sort of overriding concern, and, and this is at some level basic, but it's also obviously one that all too many people forget about, and that is to try to make prevention a priority, and that includes taking care of yourself, paying attention to diet and exercise. You know, treatment is always more expensive than prevention. Get a flu shot. It's that time of year as we speak. Uh, ask how much things cost. Is it necessary? Who's paying? Uh, when you're being prescribed medication, how much does that cost? Is there a generic drug available? If you have prescription drug coverage, how much is covered by the insurance? How much is out of pocket? And after you get the treatment, and this can be a big one as well, go line by line over your bill to make sure that everything is as it should be. Did you actually receive the item that's listed or the care that's listed. Uh, make sure that your insurance carrier is paying what it should. If there's a dispute, appeal it. In fact, Mike, I did that myself once over the past year, and all it took was writing a letter after a phone call. I, I tried to be patient in that phone call, by the way. Uh, I didn't prevail in my case because there was a misunderstanding partly uh, uh, on me over what was covered, but I didn't let it go, and I think that's the most important point. Let me just perhaps leave another uh, point here, which is a more a global one, sort of from a financial standpoint. And this is one that we almost can never escape a bank rate, and that is that um, among the chief financial regrets that individuals have, and our polling or surveys have consistently found this out, among the financial regrets that people have, uh, chief among them is the failure to save for retirement. And here's the really relevant piece, the failure to save for emergencies. And so to have an emergency fund is critically important because what, what kinds of emergencies can qualify? Well, obviously, healthcare emergencies, whether you have a single event or something that's perhaps unscheduled. Um, and uh, that means dedicating a, a part of your income uh, to a savings account where that emergency savings comes out. You're sort of uh, automating it uh, through payroll deductions. And so uh, this is a way that we want to try to avoid having those regrets that I talked about because uh, we have found that only four in ten Americans can pay for a $1,000 unexpected expense with cash, and the rest basically have to find another means of paying for it, and more than a third do so by taking out more debt. So we know that the road to financial ruin can often be associated with health care um, 
sort of catastrophic expenses, not to mention uh, just some of the ones that are uh, more common. And so we want to try to help people to think about planning for that uh, if they have an option for a health care savings account. That's another good option. Not everybody has access to that. But, you know, there are all kinds of tools in the financial toolbox that can help people uh, better uh, mitigate the uh, bumps in the road that have to do with paying for health care. That's great information, Mark. And of course, we'll link back to some of these resources on bankrate.com from the show notes of this episode. Mark Hamrick, thank you very much for joining us today on the Hospital Finance Podcast. It's my pleasure, Mike. Thanks for having me. If you have a topic that you'd like us to discuss on the Hospital Finance Podcast, or if you'd like to be a guest, drop us a line at update at Bessler.com. This concludes today's episode of the Hospital Finance Podcast. For show notes and additional resources to help you protect and enhance revenue at your hospital, visit Bessler.com forward slash podcasts. The Hospital Finance Podcast is a production of Bessler. Smart about revenue, tenacious about results.